introduction. How do you feel about playing a controversial Negro? Yeah, I'm with it. You mean somebody like you and P. Lunay dressed brown, right? Well, it's a servant. on a lark and peeing in the park. You should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. That's the duh of Francais, not the duh of dumbass. But never mind that. Don't follow me now. Follow me later. I mean, for right now. Ah, let's watch a full-length movie on you. to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. You've picked a winner again. Wow. We're here on Mutiny Radio as we stream every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. You can listen to us by typing in mutinyradio.fm and hit listen live. We are also available as a podcast at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, our acronym, and we are on iTunes. Also, I should mention, Carl, there is a way that you can find the live stream feed uh, uh, M3U uh, address and add it into your uh, podcast, uh-huh. anything that listens to live feed. So you can listen to it separately from the, the browser. But you can just go to mutinyradio.fm. That's the quickest way to listen to us live. Or download our podcast. You can get the link there. You could also uh, donate. Hit the donation button. We appreciate you donating to be a Patreon or at, through Venmo at Mutiny Radio. Carl, we are watching a full-length movie on YouTube with mm-hmm. our audience. We mm-hmm. would ask the audience to listen to the podcast and then watch the movie on YouTube at the same time. At Mixed same media. Time. We're we're reappropriating media. We want to watch a movie with you. And apparently this movie is a real winner. <laughs> uh, Carl, what is the movie this week? <clears throat> this week we will be watching You Must Be Joking, 1965. That's what you put in YouTube search engine. You Must Be Joking, 1965. The channel we like is Michael Keeley. All right. Michael Keeley is the channel on YouTube. Go ahead and type in You Must Be Joking, you 1960. Must be. You must be joking. 1965, once you find that link, click it, hit pause, move the timer to the left, and then wait for us to say go. That's a lot to do, but don't worry. We are very excited to bring up our one of our great features, Celebrity Comedian Countdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Chris Warren. Welcome, Chris. Hey, everybody. My name's Chris Warren. So happy to be here with the great Carl. How you doing, bud? I'm doing great, and I love that you started that way. I even asked you to start that way because that's the way you start your stand-up routine. I'm curious. You always seem to start the same way. What's going on there? 
yeah, so that's something I've, I've pretty much been doing since I started stand-up. Uh, what happened was when I, like, you know, in the first month of stand-up, I would just do comedy at these open mics and, like, bars and restaurants where people were not expecting comedy, didn't want comedy, were, you know, yeah. ordering drinks, having side conversations. Uh, and, you know, it was hard to get their attention. So I would just start the set off by yelling, you know, my name as loud as possible. <laughs> they'd, they'd, they'd look over, and then I knew I had, like, about 30 seconds to hook them. Yeah. So it, was, it was just by necessity, honestly. It's a technique. I hear you. It's not branding. It's not marketing. It's hooking them. Exactly. And now people come to expect it. You, know, you can't let the people down. You cannot, right? That is the first rule of Chris Warren. Now, you are not a Jersey comedian. That's who I'm often interviewing on this show. You are a Connecticut comedian. Now, what town do you live in out there? I live over in the beautiful, sunny city of Bridgeport, Connecticut. Rock the 203 every day, baby. <laughs> so that's really far. Now, the thing is that, like, I count you amongst, like, our clique. I mean, we've got common friends, right? We've got Luke Rothschild. We've got Anthony Quinn. I mean, these are Jersey, New York. Well, those two are New York, right? But why is it that you travel so far uh, to come here for comedy? Um, well, I just think, for, you know, everyone does comedy a little differently. For me personally, I uh, I want to get in front of new places as much as possible, right? Because it's like Connecticut, where I'm from, not the biggest state. We have a we have a nice scene. I, you know, I like Connecticut's comedy scene, but it's not very mm -hmm. big. It's like the same 20 people I see at the same four mics every week. Uh, so that's, you know, that gets to be old pretty quick. And there's only so many shows that are booking out of Connecticut. So at a certain point, you know, there's only so much you can do. You got to get out, go somewhere different. So if I can go to, you know, if I can only do four mics a week in Connecticut, that's not really enough to uh, try to get better, in my opinion. So it's, okay, I'll go to Jersey this week. I'll go up to Massachusetts this week, out to Rhode Island sometimes, over to, you know, the Hudson Valley, over to New York City. It's like all these places are roughly an hour, hour and a half away. It's not the end of the world, so I might as well get out, try different things, and you meet all sorts of new comics like yourself, Carl, make new connections, uh, get in yeah. new rooms. You know, I've, uh, I've, I've got, had a very good experience with going to new places. Now, way back when, it was pre-pandemic, a bunch of comedians, Connecticut comedians, maybe four or five of you, would show up at the Reserve Club once or twice. And, and uh, some of those Connecticut comedians were on Late Night with Anthony Quinn. They were on uh, King of the Mountain at Scotty's in, in Springfield. They've all withered away. You're the guy who keeps coming out. This is dedication to craft, and I commend you for it. Well, I, I appreciate that. Uh, to be honest with you, a lot of those guys um, just don't do comedy anymore. Um, wow. Huh. Pandemic yeah. or who knows? Uh, some of them, the pandemic, I mean, everyone's different. Just kind of taught them that this wasn't really what they wanted to be doing with their life. And that's okay. You know, that's their choice. Some of them moved because of the pandemic. I mean, a lot mm -hmm. of people, some of them just disappeared. I, I, you know, I haven't heard from them since, so you never know. Yeah. So I think it's really great that you come out an hour and a half. Isn't too much. That's certainly true. And you get yourself in front of a bunch of strangers. See if your jokes work to a different group of people. Exactly. Okay, now, Chris Warren, how do people find you out there on the internet, out there in social media, the Instagrams, the Snapper chats? Uh, yeah, you can find me at Chris Warren Comedy on Instagram. That's 
Chris Warren Comedy, uh, and I post all my shows up there. All my dates for the month are up there, so you can come find me mm-hmm. doing shows uh, all over New England, New York, New Jersey. So hopefully somewhere near you, come out and say hi. Now, we just did a show together, right? Uh, we went down there, the, the open mic I, it, they never canceled it, even though the host didn't show up because of a COVID fear or something. We got up in front of a, day, a bunch of strangers, the three of us, right? Luke, you and I. And it went horrible, I felt, right? Nobody was paying attention. This is the stuff that toughens you up, yes? Yeah, I mean, that, uh, I mean, it sucked. But, you know, that is, uh, as much as it'd be fun, right, to do mm-hmm. a real show in a real club every night. That's uh, not where we're at right now. So you got to do some open mic comedy every now and again. And uh, open mic comedy can be very brutal. And that was a night, perfect yeah. example. This, uh, we were at this little dive bar in New Jersey. Raritan. Uh, Raritan, New Jersey. My Raritan, God. New Jersey. And uh, there were a bunch of guys watching the college football game. <laughs> and they did not like that comedy was interfering with that very much. That's right. That's right. And they just came out to, you know, their local watering hole and we invaded. And uh, but it, it toughens you up. It, it, it was still, you know, and you worked the crowd. I really didn't hear. I heard material towards the end, but you knew you read the room and you started with your intro and you and you worked the crowd. I thought that was very, very uh, clever. I didn't do that. I, I appreciate that, Carl. Yeah, it's just um. I've done comedy in so many weird places. Like, you know, there's just, you kind of read when a room is not wanting comedy. It, it, it doesn't really benefit you to do a setup punchline kind of joke because they're yeah. not paying attention. So you want to try to uh, get them involved as much as possible. And granted, they didn't give me very kind answers to my attempted <laughs> crowd work with them. Uh, a lot of fuck off. But, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do is exactly what you did. Okay, now, out there on Instagram, it's Chris Warren Comedy. Now, Chris, everyone at home is poised to watch this movie. They're ready to press play at the exact same second that we do here in the studio. So why don't you go ahead, Chris Warren, and give me that celebrity comedian countdown. All right, will do, guys. Everybody ready? Hands on the remote. Three, two, one. One play. All right. Is this simply movie's logo going to be in the entirety of this movie? This is Columbia, and it um, will not be the entirety. Okay, that's good. Oh, yes. Yeah, simply movies? Yo, that guy? Yeah. 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 That's what yeah. he did to us. Well, did at least you brought us. Time? That is the woman from Hudson Hawk. <laughs> that's exactly and in the opening right. credits. He now is in this opening credits. Oh, these are real people. I don't know who he is. I know that guy, Lionel Jeffries. That's right, you do. These are all our show. Oh, really? There's uh, the butler from Training Places. I recognize Elliot. Saw him on our show. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Oh, special appearances, not just starring. Right, they're like well-known English guys, and they show up. Ooh, now introducing these credits are going crazy. Oh, and guest star. We have yeah, a guest he's star introduction. He's throughout the whole thing. I don't get that. They had special appearance of introducing. Right. Yeah, uh, then guest it's star. Very British. To do Is this a movie like or that. TV show or it's variety a movie. special? 
And they shot in black and white because it was cheaper and it was accepted. I mean, we've had color since the 30s, but people would still have a black and white TV. They would go to a black and white movie. It was done to save a lot of money. That's absolutely right. There was, you know, you had color TV, but most people have black and white TV. Mm-hmm. That's why you would see these commercials on for television, for color television shows in black and white. They just figured either way, it's going to reach the audience. Why pay in color? Are, are these the actual people you think? Yes. Michael Winner. He's the director. And he came up with this idea, the story. He got someone to script it for him. Right. He would go on to do Death Wish, and it's like two of its sequels. Yeah, no, I remember him from the Electric Boogaloo, the Canon Pictures story. He passed away, unfortunately, when the film was released uh, by 2014. <laughs> and he wasn't introduced, but a lot of people had a lot of negative stories about him and his director style and just the way he was uh, uh, on Death Wish and just the kind of nihilism that his stuff had. And I, I know that he was like a celebrity restaurant critic and he has a lot of Me Too like charges. Paper, right. Yeah. He was a little bit of a celebrity. Yeah, he was on TV a lot and he would go on talk shows and be snobby. Okay, so this uh, general just showed up who says is a special guest. He's not. And he's like, you there! <laughs> Where's the man I was promised? Begging your pardon, sir? Snap you! You know, it's almost like, Are you doing your Terry Thomas impersonation? Yeah, he showed up to pick up. Right now he's like, oh, dreadfully sorry to interrupt your, your car, you know, meeting of the minds. <laughs> he re- he reminds, yeah, he's great. And he it's was in. Yeah, precisely at four, 1,600 hours. It is now 1,620 hours. He he reminds me of uh uh well I, I'll I'll say once the plot line is revealed but there's a John uh, Cleese movie with a scavenger hunt and John right. Cleese plays the guy who introduces the instructions and he does it you know in his normal Terry Thomas esque manner right right now this guy Terry Thomas was he he's throughout the whole thing he was the English character actor you know him well you see the gap in his teeth he was in sure. Mad Mad World. Right, right, which was like two years ago from this movie, like 63. Now, he's not a star, this guy we're meeting. He's an American. He's not the star of it, but he is like... uh, Colombians fisted on having him. They thought he was going to bring it to America. Well, I never heard of this movie, so I guess it didn't succeed. Yeah, that's right. And and, and the director says some snotty thing about him. Right. What a winner. Okay. You know, I can't... Uh, Charles Schneer liked the Hackney script, agreed to make it a deal you had with Columbia. Columbia insisted that Michael Carlin play a lead role. Winner called the actor a nice fellow who didn't sell the film in America and didn't help it in England either. Meow. 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 Goodness. Sit up in your chair. Maybe that was just poor direction. So we have uh, a Scotsman, an American. Yeah, we're meeting another guy who has to report to this base for some reason. All right. And we're just learning he's like silly, over pompous, military, takes himself too seriously, is a little delusional because of it. 
No, uh, and he's wearing a kilt, so he's going to, there'll be some up kilt shots, I imagine. Well, this is an army. Someone's bound to get kilt. Oh, you know, in this world, it's kilt or be kilt. <laughs> it's helter, helter out there. Man, that's the one great thing about cocktails are the garnishes. Like, you can get the pickled cauliflower. Your you can finger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All of my hey. bloody berry with yeah. olives deep in the goo. <laughs> I have to use my finger. Hey, well, can you give me a celery so I can get the carrot, the olives out? Thanks. Hello, I'm Fitzroy Tabasco. Goodness. Tabasco. <laughs> now, these guys are supposed to recognize everybody, right? Like, this is well, one of those. You certainly recognize denim and. No, you're not. If you were English, yes, you'd know him. Right. All. Like but if we were watching, Hickman, he was in Dick Van Dyke. Um, he was in our movie in um, The Prisoner of Zenda. Right. That's right. Oh, right. He was in Prisoner of Zenda. The the Scottish guy here. Yeah, and Mary Definitely. was it Mary Poppins? Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. He was the grandfather of Dick Van Dyke. That was an amazing. I, I'm still waiting for them to make a car like Chitty Chitty. <laughs> Everybody knows you and cars if you got that bang bang. People always derail that movie, but you know what? Stop making kids' movies. Maybe we won't have to deal with that. You gotta crank out movies for children year after year. Or are you gonna come up with JJ Bang Bang? How about we just <laughs> stop? Kids have plenty of movies. Just reissue them, save money. Near, far, in a motor car. I'm not sure what that is from. Oh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh, right. Okay. I All I remember is... Uh, what, Chitty Chitty guess, Bang Bang, we love you. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, we love you. When I saw as a kid... Car in a motor car. Oh, Chitty that's the next bang, line. We love you. The kid, I'm like, this is the worst movie I ever saw. And then I oh, went, really? whoa, I had an erection. It was like my first bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> What's but happening? I'm I was fooled by that movie, and it was all colorful, and then it fucking blew. Right, but it was terrible. Oh, all right. Yeah, we'll have to rewatch it. Maybe I'm sure it won't hold up for me. And I was just a little kid. Right. I, you, I, I like it because I was like, I have a good one. I love those two lyrics from that song. So what are they, they're planning, so this is the plot. They they hired they got all these military guys from different countries or what have you. Yeah. Are they like all like army or navy or they're all the branches. And then you got the my fair lady guy up there, the general, being yeah. like, This is the age of nuclear war. However, I'm sure you would agree that there wouldn't be a scrape on the ground or two. So like the idea is, you know, how do we test you? Uh, your medal as a soldier. So what they're going to do is pretend that there was a nuclear bomb, the country is devastated, they have to go out with a list of six scavenger hunt type things to put into a, like a time capsule and be buried forever to preserve England. Oh, like a bag of uh, crisps? <laughs> yes. Because one of them is like ducks. Like uh, in many English houses, they have these ceramic ducks. Hanging on the wall. Oh, that's okay. great. So I would get you know, a Billy Bass space. <laughs> right. No, you know the hood ornament on the Rolls Royce? 
Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of them. Oh, like the BC Boys. Remember the uh, people in England were like stealing the Volkswagen uh, logo yeah. from the cars because they could dress like 1987's BC Boys. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um. Okay. So you. They also, one of them is a lock of hair and an autograph from this French porn singer named Sylvia Tarnett. Now, why is that English? I don't know. Well, we saw a lot of, like, we like to watch movies from England during the 60s, especially, like, the swinging, yeah. you know, London scene and yeah. the sex comedy. So maybe that's that angle. The greatest but, thing for me about this film is all the accents. Which we're not going to listen to for the most part. Right. So they're, they're, he's saying, like, if there's a nuclear bomb, we want to see you guys collect items for a time capsule to see how you would survive and just reso how resourceful you are. Yeah. Now, it's a stupid premise because they're going to go out there into the real world, not a nuclear war world, and they're basically going to go get the stuff. It is a scavenger hunt. It doesn't make sense. And then they win something, whoever gets the scavenger. So yeah, this is they, like get a, they get a... Um, a, a trip around the world with a partner and they also get like promises of promotion 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 it, it's never defined so this is like it's a mad 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 world with yeah. terry thomas from two years ago but this yeah. time it's different comedians british comedians well it's england it's so england so this is like rat race this is what i'm talking about like john cleese gave the instructions of what you need to do to win the game uh-huh you know the one fun one of the great moments of that movie. He goes, "Go," and then like look at her. He goes, "Go." And he, what do you mean? <laughs> that was good. That was a good. Song. Oh, yeah, that's right. I have to see that again. Well, I saw that in the theater in '99. Like, a, you know, best movie year ever. But I recently showed that to my kid, thinking like, I kind of like this comedy. Maybe this is like a modern day Mad 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 World. And there's a scene where this woman's catches her husband having an affair in a jacuzzi and she's overhead in the helicopter so she lowers the helicopter to break open the uh above ground jacuzzi outdoor jacuzzi and like it was like eh, it's what's so funny with all this destruction I was like oh how great <laughs> you know didn't hold up no it didn't hold up didn't know in why a way. in a disappointing way yeah like it didn't see the comedy like, uh, what was so funny with destruction? Like, you know, dumb slapstick. Because the movie was a lot of destruction. Uh, was some good I love slapstick. I just do. I Look, too. You know it's fake. You know it's a presentation to, and it's called entertainment. You know it's pretend on TV, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, if you sit there and think, I don't know, there is empathy, though. Well, I don't know. I just believe that nobody's really getting hurt. Like, it's all fake. So. Right, and not only that, like, when there's chaos, like, things get destroyed in car chases, it's more action for me uh -huh. than, like, haha -ha comedy, but it's funny action, so therefore it falls under comedy. Right. And, you know, the rhythm of it, like, a fight always has, like, great choreography in a movie, and you have that visual kick of it, and that's the fun of the movie. So if a car smashes into a fruit, bass, a fruit stand... Yeah, when a guy who gets shot falls gracefully, you know it's a movie. Right. 
But, you know, when Smokey drives his car through a, a plate glass window that two people are carrying, it's funny, I guess. <laughs> All right. Children. Okay. Enjoy the corn maze. Watch out for the children in the corn. Right. Now, our upperclassman, you know, Elliot Dellum. Yeah. Denholm Elliot. Of course, he's sitting his ass on the bench. He's already, you know, making preparations and arrangements for his people to get him out of there. There's a, I love how there's a bench in a maze. It's the That's, center. Oh, so it's not like a cheat, like if I pass by the park bench. <laughs> I guess it is the center. Yeah. I read a history of mazes, like in how these, these corn mazes are made. And mm-hmm. they're mostly made to get tourists, you know? Yeah, I know. It's a maze. <clears throat> yeah, well, you know what? You, you, you do get lost in it. <laughs> And it's you can't go backwards, you know. It's not no. a it's not a in the newspaper. Well, I was like, I want to start from finish and go, you know, face my finger. Like, no, sir. I would never do one of these mazes in the winter if it was lightly snowing just a little bit, because I would be in the shining. That's right, you get a little spooky. I yeah, love this slapstick. Really spooky. Now you're talking about slapstick where nobody gets hurt. He's just yeah. pole vaulted. He pole vaulted. He said. For Scotland, he pole vaulted. What is that? And he smashed through a greenhouse. And then he started reprimanding the guy who was like, "What the fuck?" He was like, "Stop it, straight soldier!" You know, it's so, it's so English. Oh my goodness. So our Elliot Dellum, our aristocrat, has right. now given orders to like a soldier deliver this for me, chop chop. Right away, my private messenger. Right? So, the United States government guy just did it. We've been in these movies of England before. Like, it's about class, right? So, that's the comedy, is these different people of different classes trying to escape a corn maze. Yes. That comedy and the different branches, they contrast each other, you know? The American sticks out like a sore thumb. When you're listening to him, you think you're this you're watching like uh I dream a genie's um I don't know, he's just so American of the day. This is 65, so it's like setting up for I don't know, I guess this guy didn't hit in the end, right? So the note reached the person, they brought a fucking chopper. I love it. Now everyone wants that chopper. Right. And everyone's going to get it. And they don't, well, you know what? That's it. But for one person. Wow, look at this. So is this funny, this image? They have a real people dangling. Do you, you know, that has a crazy music probably, or I don't know. I do find it funny. It's a spectacle. I like seeing movies. And if there's going to be explosions and car crashes, sometimes, you know, it's supposed to be funny. It's a funny premise. This is a funny premise. It's just not like, a turtle. I don't know. It's, it's like weird. they're going into a pretend place for entertainment value. So it's right. like, you know it's a fake movie. Even if it was a nuclear explosion. You know it's a fake movie. So you can, okay, watch how they get hit by the trees and the director kind of cheated us or the cinematographer. Oh, they're on a human fox hunt? Ooh, this is like the hunt. Right. Yeah. Now, they're giving everyone a mile. 
you can't be within one mile of this base starting, you know, with uh, in one hour. So now these guys are just scrambling to get off base. So they both got bonked <laughs> off the chopper. They all got bonked off the chopper into the woods. Now, this scavenger hunt, do they have to pick the items in a particular order? Or can they just... Except for one. There's one they're going to be asked to get that they don't know about yet. They're all supposed to go to this hoity-toity organization thing uh, and ask for a message. Um, I have have more questions regarding their scavenger hunt. Do you have to know the bride to be part of this uh, scavenger hunt at the the bachelorette party? (laughs) No, you don't have to know the bride. So this is not a bachelorette party. Something borrowed. Now, do you really have to be like, are you from the city, man? Like, do you have to be a native? You have to be born in San Francisco? And the clues are like, this place has a picture of something on the second floor. And you're like, oh, that's Ireland's 32, obviously. (laughs) Anyone from the city would know that. Like, is it an obscure city hunting? No, it's all British stuff. Gotcha. Have you done a scavenger hunt? When was the last time you did a scavenger hunt? Uh, Like, when I was... You know, like teenage, early twenties. I don't know. Did you do one for your children? Like, hey, kid, we have a family activity. Uh, probably. I don't yeah. have a memory of a scavenger hunt. I always thought it was kind of like busy work. You know, I think it's fun when you when you try to find things in the city, like, uh, or your your neighborhood, like just little details, and you'd be like, uh-huh. oh, of course, or like, you know, it's it's kind of clever. Uh. Our man, my our man Godfrey, my man Godfrey mm-hmm. was uh, like a 1940s uh, screwball okay, comedy. I have to interrupt, right? Okay. Right now, a real fox hunt is fucking up the army. Okay. <laughs> okay go ahead, back. <laughs> oh well, so they they have a scavenger hunt, and one of the items they they have to find the upper class is a homeless man, uh-huh. and they find this guy, and he stays on as their butler, and it winds up that you know his life was ruined, but he had a a history of his own and uh but it was just funny that like you know these it was so like the hoity-toity during the depression were like uh, yeah scavenger hunt was to find a, a bum as in the parlance right that's so robber baron yeah uh, the old british gag you gonna like stop drinking or something this is uh, great, no, Carl. I know exactly why you thought that. Yeah, like usually James Bond drives by and the guys are drinking and fishing, and then when he he drives by his car in the water, he like throws the bottle in the water. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. This guy's in a wetsuit. Have you ever walked in a wetsuit? It's fucking painful. Ooh, nice yeah. uh, jagged swipe. Okay, now this is the guy who didn't get picked up by the chopper, and his joke the whole time will be He's digging uh, a hole. Right, and he'll get caught. So you have to be one mile away from the base, okay? So our American has done that. Now he's in the process of stealing clothes to get dry. I always like it when they hang up their sheets. It's like a dressing room. Yeah. Now he's got a little BB pellet, you know, blow gun, is that what it's called? It's BBB, British BB guns. Oh, I yeah, I remember BBB one. BB. Yeah, right. That's really played. Well, you would say you would announce it. You would say this is BBB one. 
our broadcast day. This is Service B Base. Well, that's more like a radio guy. Oh, the old Rube. Now he is calling his girlfriend, okay? Uh-huh. Who is really nice. Uh, and she's helpful and great. Now, he's not supposed to have any help, but none of them follow the rules. No, so well, this seems very arbitrary. Well, she's going to be a player in the whole thing. Whoa, look at this. Whoa, look at her go. Who can turn the world on with this? <laughs> oh, no, is she driving? This is 1965. Okay, the cars so, try to pass her. Right. Her comedic joke throughout the whole movie is she just fucking obliviously has crashes and threatens lives. And, you know, she's a nuisance. She barks the wrong places. Jesus, talk about nostalgia. I can't even think of a good woman's driver joke. She's been Look at that. Since, uh... <laughs> what she just did. Jesus Christ. No, I'm being American there. Right. Jiminy Cricket. Okay, listen. One of the things on the list is an English rose. Now, it's called the, like, their royalty snooty name. So they think it's a person. So oh. he's there to look up. The, he's, yeah, um, he's looking. <laughs> the skirt of, no, to look up the name of this royal person. Excuse he's at the library. You? Yeah, he's at the library. Now, this is the mom he stole the pants from. He doesn't She's know a... it. Really? Yeah. This is a small town. But the fucking kid knows it. Hello, I'm an innocent dummy American. Yes, <laughs> well, I'm pompous. Hey, I'm looking for a book. I think he fits this picture fine. I don't know why the director needs to shit on this guy. He's not he's not trying to hitch a star off this movie. Maybe it's right. a movie's fault it didn't launch his fucking career. Yeah, yeah. You know, because people continue to act. You know, he doesn't have to you know, he doesn't have to you, you got a bunch of like this is an all-star cast and they put an unknown in there. Big deal. Yeah. They're just really pissed big. that it was American, you know, that they were trying to go for an American audience, pander to an American audience. You know, this is really quite funny, his condescension, if you ever get to see this movie without us. Sure. So now the mom, you know, she goes, take off those pants. What? And he goes, I have that effect on women. I just can't explain it. <laughs> American. Those are my husband's clothes. This is sort of coincidence. Ooh, so now, see, I can't do that. I can't jump into a car like that. Well, you're not. I mean, we're not 20, maybe he's 31. He can do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we're getting like, what is oh, that? Oh, no, no, I'm not saying, I'm not you saying that I'm old. Say I just don't want to be in a car with a woman driving. <laughs> Goodness, Michael. I'm shocked. Look, look at her. She can't how... drive. Yeah. Right. <laughs> No, it's fake in a movie, it's a comedic point, and it's an of an age in which they weren't sensitive to stereotypes. So, shame on them, and let's enjoy. <laughs> well, get a Rolls Royce. Oh, so they're going to steal the hood of the Rolls Royce at the dealership? Well, yeah, you see, the guy who's trying to buy here, he's, uh, where is he? Ah, oh, there he is. 
His name is Lee Montague. You might have seen him in Space 1999. Nope. Uh, he was that in that miniseries called Holocaust in 78. Right. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was Roots and then it was Holocaust. Yeah, he's Staff Sergeant Mansfield. And so his comedic thing throughout is he's going to get everything he needs. He's going to buy it, but he's going to use army requisition for it. You know, that's like a you can invoice the army. Oh, so buying the hood ornament. He should just buy everything else, right? Call it a day. That's what he will do. That will be his community. He goes, I don't think that's quite right, Guild, sir. That's better than money, I tell you. He just cheats. He just buys his way. Well, I don't know. He is the uh, staff sergeant. Okay, so it is in his power to, like, no administration, which means like expense reports and shit. There's, and there's a sense of urgency. Do they have to complete this? Be the well, yeah, first a few one? days, 48 hours. Huh. Oh, I like this arboreum. Well, this is where they're going to find that snooty named. We'll get some like I'm shocked nun jokes, you know. Yeah, well, I'm going to pass. I want none of that. <laughs> We've said that joke too much. I, none more. None, none more. Both the raven. We said that. More. So we said uh, that joke. I think we said none of them. Lady McDonough. Lady McDonough. Lady Frances McDonough. That's what it was. I think. I I think I would hope it's a federal crime to steal plants from an arboreum. That arboreum mm-hmm. should be like part of a federal. Protected. Yeah, there ought to be a law, don't you think? There is, Mike. Of course, you can't do what he just did. You're no, it's wasn't. Look, someone took it from before us. Yeah. Hello, we're going to pretend it lie and stuff. We're Americans. Can you explain what these things are? Oh, she's, flowers. He's so English, but he's oh, American. Yeah, yeah, he's so English. He's, Goodness, it's so hot in here. I'll have to take off all of my clothes. The nuns go. Arboreums do get. It does get hot in arboreums. You know, a lot of yeah. it's natural lighting. It was built, you know, in the eighteen hundreds or something before electricity. For more information about the Arboretum, <laughs> visit the Arboretum Welcome Library. to Colonial Williamsburg. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> oh. This is our Arboretum. I didn't see you come in. I'm churning butter, which was common at the time. <laughs> I mean, it's common in my time is what I meant to say. I need this job. You know, in Colonial Williamsburg, I am the butter churner. But I'm on my break. I'm Mike, and I'm on my phone. <laughs> Okay, so he's doing the, she wants the rose. So she's doing this ruse. This is all in the service of her American boyfriend, by the way. I got to bring that up for the end of the film, okay? Okay, so she's doing it for her love of her life. So they're going to, they're going to win the prize and go off together. I got you. So he, she has like run up to him going, oh, Leo, it's wonderful to see you, Leo. And kiss, 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 kiss. And he goes, madam, please contain yourself. And she goes, oh, <laughs> it's me. It's my eyes. You're not him at all, are you? He's like, what can I ever do to make it up to you? 
Let me give you a ride into London. That's quite right of you. Here we what go. What is Laurie? What's your story, Morning Glory? Uh, Lori? You know, it rolls through with that white. They, mu they must have, the swipe, these swipes are so obnoxious. Not since oh, Star okay. Wars have been so self-conscious. There's like jagged swipes and there's like a, uh, we hate Caddyshack. Terrible movie. <laughs> Why is he busted? He just escaped. Okay. What, the, what did he escape from? He was within one mile. That's of... ridiculous. Yeah, but the MP doesn't know that. That's bullshit. So they, yes, the MP does know that. So they, they put him back into the maid. <laughs> oh, this guy will never leave. Right. And that's going to be his whole joke. So here's Denim. So he's rich, right? So he's got himself right, a so brother. He's, right. He's gone yeah. back to his hotel. Or he's either getting a hotel or this is a place he resides at often. Darling, how are you? Look what? at that little dog. <laughs> little dog. He hugs him while holding the little dog around him. So cute. How much do you think that little dog would be? That's a pretty, pretty high-end dog, right? <laughs> a pure breed. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Probably yeah. like, I don't know, today, maybe $4,000. Damn. If you, with all his shots and his papers and everything. <laughs> do you like my hair i do i say i do okay basically now what 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 elliot denham is doing is he's having everyone around him go fetch him things right oh so he he great yeah of course so he's because like he go bring me the hood ornament of the rolls royce of your father's rolls royce and she's like Oh, but I'm starving. Can't we eat first? This will only take you but 30 minutes. But <laughs> an hour past. <laughs> I because love it. I have some things for you to arrange. You can count on me, sir. Go get these ducks. <laughs> all right, all right. So it's the flower is the Lady Macbeth. It is the yes. uh, the duck. Right. Yeah, that's what, uh, like a decoy duck. Right, it's the Rolls-Royce. Uh, Rolls-Royce. And it's, then... Check this one out. It's an electric hare, a rabbit, from a greyhound race. Oh, cool. Yeah. It is the lock of hair and the autograph of a French pop singer. And then it's another item they don't know yet. Well, you know, the director wasn't allowed at the racetrack because uh, they were nervous. He was, he was a born winner. <laughs> That's right. You you cannot your your money's no good here, sir. Yeah, I think I said that backwards. Can I help you? Yes, I'm Mr. Winner. Well, aren't you cocky? Well, the house will not honor your request, sir. <laughs> now, please allow the next patron. Please step aside for paying customer. You know, I prefer director director Michael Loser more to my heart. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I I don't use high definition film. Like all my friends insist on it. I think it's you know they're they're so like fucking stoned and fucked up. You know everything's out of focus. I work uh -huh. with definition film now. Love it. Give me a second. I will not work with high definition film. Don't even get me started on tweaking definition film. Oh yeah, I got you. Yeah, the, oh, the, the worst is way too high definition films. <laughs> Because right. you, they're not focused, and uh, 
they lose the plot and like they switch stories. It's just, you know. Make it Uh-oh, okay, now, a Scotsman's washing. She has lured him into like her relative's apartment in the city. She's got him to take a shower and now she's nicking. She's nicking. She's stealing the rose. Now we'll get some Oh, we didn't get like a bad driving joke. She's driven away with it. These are the the relatives who are arriving home. I was going to say, like, they just left this, literally this guy is hanging. They left this guy hanging. See, he's hanging right now, his balls. <laughs> now, look, you see those ducks? Yeah. I don't know. Somehow those aren't the ducks that the rest of the people go for. But they're English ducks. They're traditional. They're ceramic. Those look like bathroom tiles. I'll show you what I mean later. I love it. They go in, there's the Scotsman showering in their house. So if it's common, then that's the easiest item in the scavenger hunt. Yeah, what he's saying right now is, I've bought me me squatters' rights! <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. He's embarrassed, and he's mad at uh, the girlfriend. Right. Annabella. Annabelle Nash. Annabelle Nash. Annabelle Nash? Anna Nash? A Nash? No. Look, she was only in that Bond spoof, that Casino Royale. And yeah, let's not talk about. Let's not talk about that movie. Yeah, why? I got other ones in that movie. All right. No, go ahead. I, I want to hear the other one. Why? We're not talking about it. It's a really hard movie to sit through. Yeah, I know. I I never finished it myself. I don't know. I have no memory of it anymore because. I finished it. I said, listen, I, I've been watching this half-ass for 25 years. I'm just going to watch it all the way through. And I went, what a waste of my life. <laughs> like, I did it, right? It has a good theme song, at least. It was multiple directors directing Casino Royale as a parody yeah. of James Bond. With different people, of course, Woody Allen playing Jimmy Bond. His cousin. I don't. I see. I remember. I tell you, I've seen that film, uh, but I must have quit on it because I don't have. Yeah, no. I it's know tough. he was in it. Well, it was also Orson Welles and John Huston. It was like every like pop sixties kind of jokey. It was the uh, you must be joking of its time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which was two years later. I must have just dismissed it, uh, even though I might have seen it. I don't know. That's how bad it sucked, I guess. It's really hard. And when they actually did the Daniel Craig version, I was like, I said, I'm not going to watch it. And then when I saw it, I was relieved, you know. Okay, so he's got this ploy that he's with the, uh, uh, what was that Kennedy organization where the kids would go uh, help? Peace Corps. The Peace Corps. He's got this scam going where he's in the Peace Corps and he's collecting stuff. And, you know, even these ducks, because they sell them for money. Anyway, he luckily opened up the door on a sexy one. Right. Like, why don't you come inside? Mm-hmm. You know, like. He is very sexy. Cleavage out. Yeah. So she's got a lower class accent like that. But she's got the ducks on her wall. That's what he's here for. You see him? Yeah, I see it. Nice view. 
Yeah. First time I ever saw him, I was quacking up. So he saw the married, uh, as he's married. Yes, just now. <laughs> Amazing. I love that dress. Lingerie dress. It's corset. Your work must be very interesting, eh? He's core. Uh, what? Uh, well, darling, I innocently popped over to take you to lunch. <laughs> oh, is it like, oh, not again, dear? Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, really? Oh. You've seen this movie and this scene. I did, but you know what? This movie didn't offer closed captioning, so I was at, I lost at sea half the time. I'm talking to the bird, Gavna. All right, yeah, oh, you you routed me. Wait. I saw this movie. Yeah. Love it, like no expense spared. We'll go to your friends in flat and shoot the scene. And we'll just smash all these. Yeah, that's right. All you. Oh, this is where you leave. He's like a bland Dick Clark. Yeah, he doesn't. I guess how else is he supposed to respond? Oh, come on. <laughs> you know what? Do you think he's Luke or Owen or Andrew uh, Wilson? Um, he's the one in church ball. Andrew. So he's an Andrew Wilson. He's got no spark. He's got I, no. I would say he's Luke. Maybe Luke uh, is just phoning it in. There it the is. That's all one. he wanted. The weakest one. Look, he's got one of them. Now, yeah. look, somehow he's got a net. Probably just because right. he read it in the script. Where did he get the net from? Maybe when he was coming out of the lake. Right. I don't remember him walking in with a net. Right. The um, I guess it was in his sack, but the uh, the fisherman would be the place to get him to have that net, net, but they didn't do that in the script. I keep a net with me. Oh, look at that. Another obnoxious swipe. That was a vertical well, swipe. They're trying to be goofy. They're trying to be... Okay, here we have our ongoing joke. So the one joke. Yeah. And they're like, goodness, Craig, how you do keep at it. Please sit. It's not often I can speak with the ranks, so to say. <laughs> so he goes like, tell me, do you think the army's everything we promise in the adverts? <laughs> All it's cracked up to me. Because yes, sir, for the opportunity, sir. Like, like this one right now. And then they arrest him. <laughs> Keep it up, chap. I'm rooting for you. Oh, here they come. Damn it. I, uh, oh, yeah. Did hey. you see me and my fair lady? Hasn't happened yet, but stay tuned. <laughs> I validated my parking, guys. I think it's a little drastic. Isn't he dressed like the valet? <laughs> oh, he yeah, right. I, okay, so, so he's, here we are down at the Greyhound track, and our staff sergeant is once again doing a requisition for him and buying a rabbit. Strange request. Yeah, he's making up like, it's General Gosos' desire for his, you know, who 
one a million at the Belmont Stakes. It's a present, it is. How many mechanical hairs are there in the world? Uh, well, okay, they've, they've got them in stock like 10, 20. I mean, it's a racetrack. If, if it's a spare part. Right. Well, I understand they have like two of them, and next thing you know, they have four hair bunnies. No, no, no. They, no. they have eight. No, these are and then there's like six seed. Oh, no, no. They're not trouble with the tribbles. These, these, these aren't the fucking bunnies. These are the mechanical bunnies. There. Hey, look, it's it's nineteen year old Mike Spiegelman. Well, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't trying to steal the the Rolls Royce thing. <laughs> right. Michael, yeah, the, he goes, I thought it was loose, and the guy goes, "Not on today's Rolls Royce." The older models, perhaps, but blokes used to nick them. Look. It's so BC, boys. That must have been shot in reverse or something. Um, yeah, I think, yeah. Okay, here we have a Rolls Royce, and it's I an think... older one, just what they need. They're going to steal it. Right. Oh, it looks but like it's... a rock band. The, right. The, the cavemen. It's the cavemen. That's right. They're the Beatles. They are. I the don't, I'm not a fan of their outfits. You see the hats, and they're wearing oh, pants. Oh right, a true caveman would not be wearing pants. But okay. you know, when you're shopping in London, it's best to wear pants. What wearing pants is so easy a caveman could do it. Now was that funny that the moving? Uh, I don't know. We've seen this movie before when it comes to stuff like this. Right? Yeah, I, I mean, like, I appreciate the effort, and it is the cinema, and I want to see stuff, you know? So I'm always excited when they smash into something. But I don't think it's funny funny. I mean, it's amazing. Right. It's no, not dramatic it's like action. eye candy. It's not really funny funny at all. It's to keep you watching and engaged. A right. guy trips. He slips. He, got, he gets punched. Now he's in the car, you know. Oh, look, here's the fans. Out, I love the you, Caveman Ringo. I love you, Caveman George. So everyone wants a selfie, mostly with Caveman George. Okay. Really? So, right. And that's it? why yeah. they got mobbed and they got away with it. Hey, hey, we're the caveman. <laughs> we're missing a Rolls Royce. Oh, wow. The water's spilling out of it. It's real damage. No, but they're too busy driving <laughs> to notice their cars breaking down. In a turnabout. They were just trying to be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. My money's on Swan's Pottle. You're the dumb generation. You're already betting. You're so addicted. You don't even know the odds. You, you're not familiar with the culture. Come on, Swab. Listen, I got my 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 uh, my son's bought medicine money right here. Apartment money right here. <laughs> All right. He needs a new pair of shoes. Oh, so he snuck on. He's going to steal the hair this way. Yeah, he's going to steal the real one from the track. He's going to unfucking screw <laughs> it and pull it out. And his will have the mechanical parts dangling like a stick. There, there he, he is. Goes. That's one of my favorite books, Bunny, where he falls in love with the electric hair. He just chases him around, you know. Why won't you talk to me? <laughs> He kisses her, and he, like it's electrocuted. He's like, "Wowza!" <laughs> That's right. I forgot all about. Yeah, that. it's a metaphor of life, Carl. It's that Scottish bloke. He's got my rabbit down there. Oh yeah, look, they're all they're all there. 
there, those bowler hats? Yeah, they the mean, bowler. I have a position here. I work here for, you know what I mean? Like, it's a uniform. But you know what? I'm going to forget this joke. I did see this movie. There was a moment where Terry Thompson, uh, the police come, and then the, the guys with the bowler caps come, and he goes, oh, great. Now you yeah. bowler cap guys are here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. It's really the... um. <laughs> My fair lady guy who said it. Oh, it was my fair lady. I just yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, so be... he has followed. He learns that someone robbed it, so they had to get a new one. So he followed them to the storage room. He made a wedge in the door. Now he can slip in and steal a rabbit. Right there he is. Somebody's coming. Why? It's the Scotsman. What are you doing there? You're not going to believe this but someone's nicked the rabbit. Say what? Some bloke. It was hair today. <laughs> Can't be too careful. It's going to lock him inside. No, but you could see that movie too. You if know, it would uh, serve their script, they would do it. Oh, right, of course, yeah. Ba -da -da -da. It's a mad, 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 mad world. <laughs> uh, we've seen a lot of like race movies. Last week was a walking race movie. Uh, yeah, and we saw My Old Man. Yeah, My Old Man was a horse racing. And uh, Cannibal Run, I guess that's another like. Yeah, that counts yeah. certainly as a race. Are, my, are we out of examples? Oh, no, we have a bunch of more. I guess that's entertaining, too. Here's your rabbit, sir. Oh, jolly good. Uh, so he's winning. Yeah, well, he's up to par with everyone is else. It, how is it going with those ducks? It's terribly sorry, sir. That is a bit of a problem. You see, they're not manufactured anymore. God, with the right price, you can... <laughs> So now he's like calling up somebody he knows, like to like he'd make it out of clay and then heat it in the oven at the hotel. Uh, he's making a golem. No, it's it's those ducks. Oh, I gotcha. You know what a <laughs> golem is, right? This. Yeah, I know what a golem is. It's a monster. A Jewish monster, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, I Mike, he's just a monster. I don't I don't look at I don't discriminate. Don't take fucking credit for this one. This was a Jewish monster. No such thing. No oh, such now thing. it's a holiday monster. Fuck you. <laughs> That'd be great reverse, right? Yeah. A holiday monster. <laughs> oh, may I be the uh, fourth person uh, this year to wish you a Merry Christmas? <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh, I'm trying to do a Christmas song. How does it go? Christmas, 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 Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Well, I think now that oh look at that, that the curtain rises swipe. Uh I I so he hears a knock. This is funny. It's like knock, knock, knock. Why don't you listen? Why don't you listen? Put on your set. I'll put it on it. Oh, it's the mole. Listen to the way he talks to him. 
This is the greatest thing about this movie is their accent. Jolly good show, my man. You're really at it, aren't you? Oh, they're just waiting outside. We're all pulling for you. There always has to be one guy who just doesn't do much with the same thing over and over, and then at the end he gets it. Yeah, that's exactly right. They're putting him back in the middle of the maze right now. And go. And he'll start digging again. Okay, so here's our American with a rabbit. He just chased fierce dogs. Yes, artisanal dogs. I saw the sign. Here are ducks being made out of clay for the aristocracy. This the pompous has. Well, to be oh right, so he doesn't even like. He has to make his own art- homemade one. Well, that's his plan, but that won't be used in the end. Oh no! Wait, yes, it will. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Uh, yes, he's making his own because he can't find them, and he can afford it. He's paying like three grand for custom. But isn't that the joke that if those things are considered like a lower class uh, ornament that it's in every house, like a lower class house? Okay, look, that the rich- see that—that's the ducks that he needed. They were able to go out. See what I mean? She's making them for nothing. It—it it doesn't make sense. In the oh, plot. I. Huh. It. She was his plan B. Did we really need that little detail? So she's not. She really doesn't give a duck in this movie. Oh, duck her. At least that's what Winner said. Okay, yeah, this right, guy yeah. was in this guy was in Jagger's uh, performance. Remember we saw performance? Was it? Oh, this guy in the phone? Yeah, I recognize him. I don't Maybe recognize was, the phone. He was one of the bad guys who yeah. were coming to pick up. He saw him all fucked up in the foyer. Good to see you again, bloke. <laughs> he was good at performance. Oh, look, there's a record store? Was this like a pop shop? <clears throat> no, it's the headquarters of a lot of pop stars. And what these people are doing are fake autographs and stuff like that, you know. For oh, and orders. like there's hair and... Like oh, they're pretending that every rock star in the world is the fame of the Beatles, okay? So the whole world is asking for photos, you know what I mean? Uh, autographs. Dear caveman, can you send me a lock of your hair? Right. And it goes to like one central uh, processing. So, and like, right. Pull the hair from the wall. Right. So he's just looking for someone to give her a signature of Sylvia already. So one of the things on the list is a lock of hair and, a, and an autograph of Sylvia, the French pop star. Uh, Sylvia Who, Tarnett. Yeah, now this is a real pop star, right? No. No. Okay. But the actress who played her passed away the year later. Um, I her name was Patricia Viterbo, and I didn't look her up. I she's you'll see, she's very bland. She didn't do anything but say, I'm here. There she is. I brought my fame. Don't have a little dog with me. Well, so I, I read a bunch of user reviews just to see what the hell I was watching. And uh, someone said that she died a year later. Uh-huh. The actress. I guess so. I missed her. I miss her, too. It's been, like, you know, it's almost 50 years. Year, yeah. She was uh, she was bland. She was bland. I'm not going to lie. This isn't her funeral. 
the all part of being British is the flower, it's the uh, ornament, it's right. the uh, status well, symbol, and right. it's a local pop star who. Uh, and and the rabbit, you know, from yeah. everyone bets at the track in England. Right, park life, all the people, so many people, all go hand in hand, hand in hand, park life. Hand. Oh. I was thinking Blur Park Life. Park Life. <laughs> yeah, then you go down to the racetrack. A Park Life. <laughs> Come on, Carl. That was only 20 years ago, 30 years right, ago. Right, right. Yeah. Park it. Here she is being bland. I am, I've got an accent. I'm bland. I'm bland. I wish I had told you in the beginning of the film to put on the music because I heard Auntie Griselda. It goes like we're a crazy song for a movie, and then it goes. I know she's having a fit. She doesn't like me a bit. And then it goes back to I'm a movie theme. You should hear it. It's Auntie Griselda right in the middle of their song. That's so funny. Yeah. I wonder if they shot in black and white in the TV show too. I I I. It's uh. It was by the way. It was um. Uh, instrumental only. There was no singing, so you could really sing Griselda, Auntie Griselda, along to it. Right. Oh, that's cool. I'll have to check it out next time I watch this. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, two uh, girls. Now we're on a TV set, and <clears throat> for some reason, the scavenger hunt focus of the movie is now turned to uh, getting the autograph and lock of hair. Wow. This happened. They're all doing this sequentially, so they all approach at the same time. Yeah, that's the thing. They're not supposed to. They don't have to. No, they just have two days to find all these things. Right. What I mean is, like, they could have, you know, one would be getting a Rolls Royce thing as another one is trying to get an autograph. Like, they pair up two or three of them at a time to compete. Right. I could see them all approaching the same live broadcast to meet up with the pop star. Right, right. Yeah. No, you don't understand, my good man. I have an appointment during her. He's calling her him a foreigner. Like, for instance, I mean, he's Scottish, and it's really insulting to go, what is that crazy accent you have? You're a foreigner. It's an... Okay, never mind. <laughs> They're all doing the same thing here. Oh, right. This is my excuse that I can go into the TV filming. At least the American brought flowers. That's a uh, classy. Uh... <laughs> and she was like, oh, she can't be near those. Like, very allergic, you know, getting all pollinated. Oh, I didn't know. I, I guess I didn't miss that detail. Oh, a Lynn Harris production. Lynn Harris. It's a uh, San Francisco, Lynn Harris production. Lynn Harris, I knew a Lynn Harris. You, did she, did she do a show in 1965? No. <laughs> Best of the caveman? Caveman no. mania? No, no, no. Cavemania. He was not alive. Oh, the caveman. Oh, no, it's a different pop star. Yeah, that's right. Look, we're get... hugging. Just keep hugging each other. 
Ooh, there's a public hey, telephone. Hey, aren't you that uh, conceited, easy, and gullible star? Yeah, let me sign an autograph. So these are cameos, right? This guy, I, I would be like, holy shit. Okay, the answer is yes. If you know English TV, you'd know this guy. That's why, like, my research comes up short. Like, yeah. he was on Doink Doink Hour. Right, yeah, no, I hear you. Meet the Skittles for three seasons. He played wackadoo. It's <laughs> like it doesn't make any Okay, so look, he lures him into the closet. It's kind of convenient. You know, we're, we've seen this movie. Disrespects his autograph. Right. Well, he's not the pop star. So he comes in, he goes, where's pop star? And he goes, I'm his understudy. What? He was, you know, he had, he got sick at the bar and he asked me to come over and do the dancing. Wow. The hullabaloo would never do that. They would just cancel the live broadcast. Now, the thing is, I'm not sure. I think the joke is he doesn't really know how to dance. So he just makes it up. I think that's the joke. Right. So he's just supposed to do the new dance or he's going to sing? He's going to dance. What's this? I'll not have me me talent dancing <laughs> with some ruffian off the street. Oh, give him a chance. No, wait, she's a French person. Do give him a chance. I can't do it. Bonjour, monsieur. I think yeah. he deserves a chance, no? A weird. The opportunity. <clears throat> he looks uh, like a train conductor to me. I know, right? Well, maybe he's the Maytag repairman when the TV comes out. Right. This is closed circuit TV. That explains why it's so clean. Uh, well, another uh, movie, we're in a movie movie where it's a really clean image that just pops right up. Movie. Okay. <laughs> is the joke that he's just making it up? Yeah. Okay. I thought so. It's not hilarious. Well, is he going to go up and, like, pull her hair at the end? <laughs> you don't no. think this is funny? Oh, uh, cool. yeah, it's not not funny. Yeah. So is... his competitors, of course, recognize that it's him. And they're like, fuck this. So watch what Scotsman does. For Scotland! And he's like, ha-ha! <laughs> nice. That was for that studio. It was a cheap production. They must have just shot in their own production studio. It. I guess, yes. This Is guy's this funny. Yes. I think so. He has to keep going. That's the joke. It's all framed as a normal show. Like they can't even tell. It's improv uh, chor choreography. Chor choreograph. Yeah, it's improv choreograph. It's improbiograph. That was that was the famous ginger Dancing, singing in the rain movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which was probably like pretty recent. Well no. So now in a very genuine way that is respectful to everyone's rights, it's concerned. Right, go he on. He gets sweet on the girl. Oh, on the pop star? Yeah. So an hour into this movie, two-thirds of this film, now, the he thing finds is, another girl. He's got his nice girlfriend. So what's going on here? But yes, 
He and he's look, it's genuine, it's heartfelt. He's not trying to bang her, okay? <laughs> he's just macking on her after her live perfection. No, like, macking means that oh, okay. you want to get some. Well, I wasn't talking about him, I was talking about the Scotsman. He's always uh-huh. macking. He's always back in. Yeah, he he was McDonald's, the girlfriend, McDougal. Always macking. Oh, his name is. He's always macking. Uh, Sydney McGregor, Sergeant Major Sydney McGregor. They lift him up in the armpits. Wow, this this was really breaking the fourth wall in this first two walls first. Wait, was that a joke because the wall broke? Yeah, I was going to say, most movies <laughs> break the fourth wall, not this one. They broke the first and the second wall. <laughs> Whoa, look at that. More wacky cuts. Okay. Hi, I'm your girlfriend. I'm just yeah. here waiting. Well, let me explain myself. I had to get the autograph. Did you get the autograph? No, but I got her address. Right. I'm banging her. Hopefully. Now, he's going in here. To get the last item, you know, to get a letter in which he'll learn what the sixth item is. I mean, you know, at this point in the movie, when I watch this, I said, just get this over with. You know, there's always like when there's a Kevin uh, Hearn type movie or there's like, you must get the six items. It gets tedious. Even Scott Pilgrim versus the world, you know, it's like, I, yeah. you must defeat seven X's. I was relieved when two of them were in one fight. I'm like, and that, yeah, check off too. Well, what this is meant to be is set up our third act. Like you don't know what the sixth one is, and they seem to have gotten all the others. You see, so it sets up. Okay, this is a men on, men's only club, but it's as old as the hills. So they're freaking out. That yeah. woman must exit this fire. It's men's only. Yeah, you could tell from their. Uh, and it's also members only. Up in their jackets. Yeah, yeah. Wait, something would work with men's only, just for men. Yeah. Men wait. Yeah. Right. Uh, something for would work. for him. No. Wait. Stag. Yeah, we'll have to do it. Okay, so there's an insurance company, um, called Lloyd's of London, and sure. they go back to the like 1400s or some crap. I don't know. Yeah. But, um. There was this British warship named the Lutane that was wrecked, and they had they insure all shipping. They really had to pay through the nose. So they got this bell from the wreckage, and they hung it in their offices. It's called the Lutine Bell, and it's it used to be rung whenever like there was a ship that was missing, and then they found it. It wasn't down. They would ring the bell, you know. So that's what's on the there it is right there. That's what's on the list. They have to steal the Lloyds of London bell, the Lucetine bell. Wow. Wait, so there's just one bell, right? Yeah. There's not four sets of bells. Uh well, okay, since you're pushing me, in truth, there is one, and there's also this replica, and, and that will get used as well. Okay. So uh, I have a question regarding Lloyd's of London. Did Lloyd have a last name? Lloyd? No. If you lived in London, the population wasn't so big back then. If you lived in London, you knew Lloyd. Oh, yeah. Well, I always mixed him up with Lloyd from Liverpool. 
<laughs> when, when London was population 75, you knew Lloyd from London. Oh, look, where did he get the phone from? He's just walking around with it? No, oh, it's cool. like, uh, that's like insurance office, broker phone kind of thing. Oh, so, yeah, I see it's on the wall. Aristocracy's calling him up, <laughs> basically extorting him, saying like, Oh, great to see you, Jeff. Remember those two girls we banged behind certain people's backs last right. summer? Yeah, right. Bring me the Lloyds of London. Um, bring me the Lucetine Bell. All right. Oh, so this guy has to do it for him. And he's extorting him. Right. Now, it's so aristocracy for him to just be, like, in his air control tower going, straight on, then. Right away. Chop, chop. So, yeah, so he looks up at the bell. I mean, he's really in a pickle. What's he going to do? Steal? No. Of course not. Oh, look, there's uh, people not from London visiting. It's so popular that they have tours. The thing is, dumb as that sounds, that is really true in real life. Wait, what's going on? We're doing a Union Jack uh, swipe? Yeah, because we're going to the Army headquarters. Now, in this scene, basically, it's just like... It's like Rat Race. They're, They're recapping. No, he finds out that they, he asked for the Lusitine Bell as part of this army operation. If that's true, it's, it's grand theft larceny, you know? So the general's like, let's make no mistake. This is your project, your plan, your everything. If somebody's going down, it's you. I won't stake my neck out on... Go ahead, give him a listen for a second because of these accents. What okay. I say, sir? Oh, yeah, no, Terry Thomas is the best. Oh, they caught him again. Oh, delightful. He, he's like, he has a really distinct voice, so even though it's very soft, so yeah. hopefully it picked up. Oh, we're almost getting there. So our Paul Moleman never, never got anything yet. Who? Are the Moleman? No. Yeah, Moleman. No, that's his whole shtick throughout. Oh, look, the bell swipe. Yeah, bell swipe. Isn't that creative? Okay. He's that's going to the replica. Replica. He's oh, that's no clever. Yeah. yeah, he's not gonna. No one's on the floor here. Now the mole was in Faulty Towers for one episode, but he was in one of the he was in some of the Carry On movies. Yeah, which we are fans of the Carry On movie. Uh, we watched the we watched the last one, right? Carry On Columbus, which was a uh, after twenty years they revived it in honor of the uh, centennial, I guess. The quad, the five tenial of uh, Columbus's discovery of America. Now that was two. a really good film. I felt, you know, and one of the best parts of, I mean, it's stupid. You can't take it for real. But if you right. just forget all that and say, okay, just do stupid things for me, then there's that scene where they broke. He broke the character, right? He they were gonna hang him. Uh huh. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, okay, I was going to share my treasure with all of you, but go ahead, hang me, I understand. 
That's all right. We would have just frittered away the money wastefully anyway. Go ahead and hang me. Do you remember that one? I do. I remember that, and I remember Rick, uh, two guys from the Young Ones in the beginning of the movie, Rick Merrill, and then uh, I, uh, Neil, so, right? So then they would go on to say, "Of course, we're not going to kill you, Captain, if you want to really share the treasure with us." But then at the end, remember the he reversed it. He, you don't remember that scene? I'm going to have to play it for yeah, you. Yeah, well, I'm going to have to watch it again. But I did but watch a bunch of characters. Carry on was like it started, in, I guess, around the the 60s or whatever, 50s. Black and white. Uh, it became a comedy series like Carry On Teacher, Carry On Nurse, yeah. and uh, and then it just got kind of sillier and broader and just you know, it's a great movie series. It's the police academy, I guess, of the of the British film industry. Yeah, but they made mm-hmm. a lot more of them. I saw Carry On Cleo. It was Cleopatra and uh, Julius Caesar is on this throne. He stands up and his little, uh, he goes, oh, I've been sitting on my laurels. Oh, should I get that joke? Well, because he had like the tiara that they would wear. Right. It's a, it's called a laurel. Oh, that you put in your hair. Your, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sitting on his laurels. Yeah. Okay, so they both have showed up to steal the bell at the exact same time. So now they're having a back and forth kind of, you know, kissing contest. Right. So he goes, okay, we'll work together. You know, you've got the rope. uh, You know, I've got whatever. He goes, and then once we have the bell together, we'll flip a coin. Whoever wins the toss can have the bell. That's ridiculous. Oh, that's a, that sounds nice and square of you, pal. I thought you'd like it. Let's get started on it straight away. This will take the alarm out. You American chaps know everything. Oh, is he wearing his kilt and he's going upstairs? Yeah. Finally get to look up his kilt. Yeah. Uh, almost. To the slapstick of this movie are people falling. Right. Like saw... He cuts the rope just as you said that. Yeah. Those are pretty, pretty good uh, stunts. Why did he cut the rope? He's not going to get the... Because they're enemies. Yeah, but he's not going to get the bell by himself. Yeah, I know. That's perplexed me when I've watched it. Uh... Well, no, I watched it like two or three times, but I mean... Like every now and again, you're watching it absentmindedly, like you're reading your phone or something, and you miss. Right. I don't know. So now we have the same exact situation. They're having a little pissing contest, and it's going to be like, okay, we'll work together. The same old thing. Right now, he's accusing him of stealing government property. Or something. It's, not, it's not funny stuff. Let me see if I can tell you anything about this. There no, was I, one dark thing. Yeah, right? okay. Yeah, please tell me, because we're in the third act, and I, I want to get, you okay. know. You want to go home. <laughs> I want to go home already. Yes. The dang movie. No, no, I, I like this movie. What was the dark thing? Okay. Um, okay, well, I'll just start reading. Uh, media. We already talked about this. Publishing a restaurant review for the Sunday Times, founder of the Police Memorial Trust, 
Uh, it received good reviews, not popular at the box office. Hmm. But I had this juicy story. Where are you? Here it is. All right. Bust it out. Oscar-winning actor, I guess it's actress, Helen Mirren, lambasted director Michael Winner in a TV interview for allegedly treating her like a piece of meat during a casting session for this film in 64. Recalling the encounter, she said she was ordered her to turn around and flaunt her body for him. I was mortified and incredibly angry. I thought she was insulting and sexist. I don't think any actress should be treated like that. Like you know, I, I, I want to pause you for a quick second because Helen Mirren went uh, viral like maybe a couple of weeks ago where they found an old interview where the, the reviewer was like just being a little sexist and she was just putting him in his place. Wow. So, you know, yeah, so she, she was, you know, she had to put up with a lot, but she never did. She won an, act, an Oscar. Um, okay, so you know what this asshole winner said, right? What? Winner defends his action, saying, I did indeed ask her to stand up. I don't remember asking her to turn around, but if I did, I was being serious. I can see it now. She's wearing a peasant blouse. Oh, my God. In photographs with enormous bosoms, which was sagging a bit, even though she was young. Helen Mirren, that's what he was saying about? Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the worst that could happen. Well, he doesn't. Yeah, I guess I remember it. She, she was wearing a peasant dress, and yes, she did show her ass. Boobs. I just wanted to see her ass, but she was a sister showing her sagging boobs. I don't oh, know. I, he's casting for a movie, right? Does he have to have a sexy person? Kind of does. You don't have to like have them parade like that. That's disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. Show off your goods. No, they're going to be on... Well, there would have been a film test, right? I don't know. Right, there would have been a film test and they would have, you know, seen if she was ideal to get... Yeah, I mean, she, she's right and she does call out that shit all the time. Right. But, and also, she's, you know, besides being, you know... She's, she's gorgeous. Uh-huh. Hel- Helen Mirren? I don't know her. I'm going to have to Google her. Yeah, Google her. Google Helen Mirren, Caligula, 1980. Caligula? Yeah, she's topless in that. It's a notorious scene. Or Helen Mirren. Wasn't she in James Bond? Was did she play M? Um, I've never heard of Helen Mirren. You know her as old Helen Mirren. Okay. Uh, oh Bond. You must remember the, the last Bond we talked about Casino Royale? Right, right. Yeah. Now I know that the bad guy is your brother and your father was a villain and you have a house called Skyfall, but will you please keep things in order, Bond? <laughs> oh, I know her as an uh, actress of today. As M. She was like Pierce Bronson, I think she was M, like she was a holdover from mm-hmm. uh, the previous Bond. Yep. She played the queen. She was yeah. in red. But I'm telling you, she, oh, Red, right. Well, yeah, her and Bruce Willis. That was the, kind of the joke. Like, they would have a Helen Mirren and a Bruce Willis movie. But uh, she, uh, but she, you know, it's decades of career, and she did have, like, theatrical, she was, she was big, you know. And, and, yeah. Uh, now, watch, I, you got to see this, because it starts a chain of events. But look, it's so dumb. He goes, oh, I'm tired. Whoops. Oh, I got to wipe my, really uh, I got to wipe my brow. Yeah. 
really badly written. You've seen this movie before. Here we'll have the choreographed. Yeah, they choreographed. Like, it's still moving. Whoa. Whoa. I had to drop it when I touched my feet. When I touched my feet. Yeah, that guy threw right in there. Get this out of here, mister. Actually, this is what I love about it. Like, not only does it cause chaos, the the foreman's like, I'm going to keep pushing it. <laughs> what, what's the worst that could happen? Well, it did cause chaos when it rolled in. Yeah. Uh-oh. Someone in that dumpster just got a up-kilt. Up up-kilt. No, up-kilt. Yeah. Oh, no. The bell has rolled out. Bell's and hells. Rolls into the table. Now you can't unring that. Oh, is that the, th- is that the Thams? That's the Thames River. That's right. Thames. It is. Uh oh. It's famous. It's very famous. The Thames River. Look, everyone's shaking their fists at him. Act. Yeah, right. And roll them. Hey, roll them. (laughs) What a big idea. Hey. Hey, we're just your local fishmongers. We can't take this. Grumble. Grumble. And cut. I'm not even and see. joke. It's not, it's so not funny. <clears throat> so oh, yeah, there we go. This Michael Winner did the mechanic in 72. Now Which I know is a great. Yeah, yeah, that's a great no no. The mechanic was a Charles Bronson movie, and it was later made into two, like two films with Jason Statham. He's he's a like a hitman who's so good he's like the mechanic. I think it was Walter Matthau, actually. No. Uh-huh. But it's good. It's it's a solid movie. He's like he also made uh Wanton Tan or Ron Tan, the dog that's yeah, in Hollywood. Dog is, right, 76. Which I look every six weeks, I'll look in YouTube to see if it finally posted because it is like a good shitty film. But yeah, he was like making these like shitty Charles Bronson films for Canon when I got when I saw his film. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did revisionist westerns, Chateau's Land and Lawmen. He did the Centennial in '77, which was like a scary. You know, you you mentioned revisionist <laughs> westerns. The the lead of this movie was in Kapaloo. Uh huh. That's right. Uh, yeah, which came out the same year. Right, and Columbia really thought he was gonna be the shit, Joe. Um, the role. Did you Wait, what, happened? what happened to the upper crust? Like, did he get news that he lost? No. What? No. What are you talking about? Well, uh, Delmolt collapsed. I was wondering why. Oh, why? No, he just ate a bad um, prawn or some crap. Bad. Oh. I don't know how he even survived in the army. <laughs> he had people do it for him. It's Jerry Lewis and the Evasive Bellboy. Got to crawl up through window. So, yeah, he um, just got into a pop star's window. She's like, you're popping up everywhere. And I don't know. Did you just ruin my television appearance? <laughs> she doesn't. Uh, no, he actually he didn't ruin it, right? He danced like a monkey. Yeah, I guess. Everybody liked it. I think that was a funny scene, Carl. I mean, I, I like this guy. Whoa, Pac-Man swipe. Yeah. So he's uh, the moles underground going like, oh, it's a cave-in. And he's like freaking out. You know, he's being paranoid. 
Yeah, it's like in Caddyshack where they would cut to the gopher. They see all the bowler caps. Right. Because they're the director's saying, you know, we're at Lords of London and they're, you know, somebody fucking stole our bell. What are we going to do about this? You're going to find it? Okay, we'll find it. All, All right. right. Well, I'm hope you know how much was it insured for? It wasn't insured. We're the leading insurance in the world, and we didn't insure our most valued treasure. That's the joke, Carl. Oh. Hello, home invader. How about some breakfast? It's a traditional English breakfast. You've seen this movie? No, I have seen this movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I wanted to, I don't know. I thought it would be different. You must be. You know what? Another thing about YouTube, I looked, typed in, you must be joking. Yeah. And there, it, there was a South African candid camera prank show that <laughs> called, the theatrically released movie in 1987 called You Must Be Joking. And it's this guy, it's these two radio personalities from South Africa are uh, hosting these like pranks. And it winds up like the, it was like a former boxer who was in it. And they proceeded to keep making these prank movies for the next several decades. Uh, Interesting. You know, reflecting South Africa and all stuff. That, you know, I would, I would read it and I'm, I saw it and I was like, I looked at it. I said, I want to see a user review. And uh, oh, look, they found the bell. Well, the team has tides and the French girl knew that and said, you know, I have great news for you. Your bell can be recovered. Really? Wait, who's the French girl? The pop star? Yeah. Oh, and so the girlfriend sort of jilted in a way. It's not needed anymore. Not I mean, he's, he was, you know, he what he didn't sleep at home last night. Really? What a creep. Oh, car phone, car phone, car, car phone. phone. I know. Car phone. That's the only way you could talk in your on the phone in a car back in nineteen seventy-five. Was on a car phone. Yeah, a backseat car phone. The only way you could talk on a car phone in '69 was with was on a car phone. Car phone. <laughs> oh no! So he's going underwater. He thinks it's, but he doesn't actually go in the water. Just too late. Too little. Too late. Look, he's too clean to be in that dirty. Yeah. Oh, I, I used suffocate, or I would just quit at that point. Remember your trip through the... Okay, see her terrible driving, that'll be a... Oh, right. That's, I was wondering what was going on. <clears throat> so now... Okay. Elliot Dellum has been picked up by an ambulance because he was sick, and now basically he's using them as a taxi. Okay. Oh, th- to get over so we're finally wrapping up the end of 48 hours now what's happening here is the staff sergeant is lying that he was requisitioning all those things for the general right but the truth is like he he was he thought he was saying about the things in the scavenger hunt but he's been requisitioning for years uh with illegal you know like Cans of uh, jelly beans and like he's been getting supplies and selling them on the on the army's dime. So he's blaming it on the governor. 
I mean on the um, general. Right. Oh, so the general's going to be in hot water. And right. what's in the bag? So he, he doesn't have his own bell, right? The first time I thought that was a bell. Right. He doesn't have his own bell. There's only two bells. Now, look, this is Pink Panther guy. Yeah, We've that's seen, right. Yeah. We've seen him in other films, and I'm not telling you about Casino Royale. I'm not an asshole. He was in Casino Royale. He was in Superman 3. But, I mean, he was in The Return of the Pink Panther, Pink Panther Strikes Again, Revenge of the Pink Panther, right. Fool of the Pink Panther, Son of the Pink Panther. Right. Wait, he was in Son of the Pink Panther with yeah. Bellini. You know, HBO Max just—they just pulled all of them. They had all of the, the Pink Panthers, and I tried. His name's Graham Stark, right? Yeah. Okay. 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 He's a—he's like a Charlie Sheen in Terminal Velocity. He has a skydiving uh, company, and he drinks. Yeah, they were uh, army buddies together when they were in the Suez Canal. And that was that Israel, um, uh, well, I forget. But anyway, so they're old army buddies, and that's how, or military buddies. And that's why he's going to take him up in the plane so he can parachute in for the final contest. They're all right now heading with their scavenger hunt stuff to the (laughs) check. Look, he's got the, uh, that's old school. Here, here's your parachute. You need to fold it up, maybe. Right, right. All right, there it is. We're almost finished, Carl. I could see the. I could right. see this movie almost Thank finished. Goodness. Well, that's been our show. It says Finn on the screen. Right. They well, actually, that's the border of Finland. <laughs> it's almost over. It's Finnish. Yeah, it's close. It's a Finnish. It's getting there. Getting there. It's almost a Finn. Are we done, Dad? Well, it's it's a finish. Just hang out for a second. Are we there, Fred's dad? Well, it's a finish. Okay, now this isn't really believable, but all of a sudden, like, she loves him, okay? So she's, like, telling the guy from performance, I'm taking a two-week holiday. And oh, no. She's going holiday, yeah. Wow, wait a minute. Hang on a second. What's up with this movie? He's kissing the wrong girl. Right. That's There's right. the girl, yeah. But there's, we don't have any moral, doesn't get any, he gets mean looks. Oh, that's the worst he gets. Yeah, no, he, it, the movie ends great for him. Well, <laughs> this guy's about to jump. So... He's like, do you make a good living? You only make money if, you know, in insurance if you die. And he goes, die? Forget it. I'm not going. And he goes, Sergeant, I, you know, you did so much for me. I'm, this is the best I could do for you. He pushes him out of the plane. That's it. I'm done. This is the least I can do for you. <laughs> Now, look, his chute deploys, but meanwhile, he's going, pull the chute, pull the chute. They made a mistake in the editing, or they had to stick with bad, you know. Oh, look, they finally get the up kilt. Yeah, and he goes, that's quite refreshing, actually. Oh, it must be. Can you imagine? That's quite, oh, my God. You know, it, over the shower on the plane, 
Yes. Drift drive. Drift drive. Air drive. He, um, they are impressed with him. Now they're going to be impressed with the aristocrat coming in on the ambulance. And then, yeah, and another's arriving under arrest of the police. Right. Yeah. I wrote the Mad World song. Mad, 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 mad. Here's a Christmas carol. Here's the Mad World song. No, you know, no, that's how the lyrics go, but they're poor imagined. Oh, he made it to the finish line. Yeah. Oh, man. Somebody dropped. Now he tripped him. So somebody dropped uh, their loot, and, and Mole Man gets it. Mole Man's going to Okay, yes. <clears throat> the movie ends in a very, very dissatisfying Okay? Don't get ready for the American Right now, what would happen is they, oh, would, the American, yeah. they would race to the finish right. in front of them, and then when the bad guy was going to win, we would get a tw- another contest that would result in the good guy winning, and we have a winner. That's not what's going to happen. Oh, it's funny that the moment gets all the items and the foreign car can do it. <laughs> yep, that's right. But he doesn't win, does he? No. No, this is American. Well, the American won, but then he resigned. So it's, 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 uh, what? They all went into his dug hole. His... Yes. Uh, don't forget, my I'm a bad driver, remember? Oh, she's going to do a little bit. Yep. She isn't with the pop star. Now, he knows she's on the list. So she's like, here, you better take me. You know, he, he hasn't called her in days. Right. Yep. Oh, things are falling apart. Here's your bullshit, sir. Even the <laughs> bell. It's the real bell, not the fucking replica. Congratulate. Oh, what's this? What's That's that? Resignation papers. What? You can't resonate. You're fired. <laughs> I, I'm switching girlfriends and I'm going on holiday. That's what they call it here. Right, on holiday. To someplace and then Nice. Oh, I heard it's really nice. Yeah. Well, my, I have some family over there. My niece. Okay, so now they're arresting him for years of, get, you know, getting using the army's money to buy goods. I always told him it would quit up to him. I don't do it, I says to him. You can't that was jump a, off the hook and blame him. What about the bowler caps? They were um the boiler boiler bowler caps were. He was the Secretary of uh, the 
state or an interior, something like that. It was from the government. Nobody really went. That's right. Now the general's going to shift the bell back, but he's arrested for stealing the bell. Did you say what, sir? There's no winner. Nobody gets a satisfied. The guy who gets a satisfied ending is the jerk. Right. Oh, there he is with his girlfriend. Okay. Look at him. Look, I can't believe it. He's a great divider. Yep. And now we have the most unsatisfying ending of all. They just, they're all alone, the two delusional people. And then, like, it, the director should have ended it right here, but no. The uh, old man has a little existential compart, criticizes the army, the military. So then he, like, makes him snap to and march. This is a comedy movie. We got all these unsatisfied. This is totally unexpected. It doesn't wrap up the theme of the film at all. Right. What was the film? Like, they didn't have one. Like, if you work together, you succeed. Something like that. They didn't do that. <laughs> oh, there he is, marching off. Just look. Oh, there it is. Yeah. For Finn. Not on location. By American Films of London. Ladies and gentlemen. Well, Carl, that has been Buster Jokes. 65. What did you think of the movie? At times, I enjoyed it. At times, I really enjoyed it. Oh, I yeah. yeah. A lot of dialogue choices. Really did feel that way. There was no huge rat race. Yeah, this wasn't done in, I don't know, the order of it was chaotic and scattered, like, Okay, never mind the pursuit of that thing. We're moving on to this thing. Right, yeah, yeah. All at the same time. We're all at the track at the same time. We're all in with the starlets of thing at the same time. I, I don't know. Wow. I think that um, if you listen to it with the sound, you're much more entertained. Because you hear all these accents and the things they say to each other. It is kind of funny a lot of it. And... Uh, just to be around those, uh, that culture is pretty, you know, everyone's, it's all about class and, right. you know, there's innuendo all over the place, but they'll never say it, you know? Yeah, uh, well, yeah, and, uh, but it was, it was fun, I mean, it was fun to be back there. 
right. Well, uh, next week we are going to uh, go back to uh, American called Real Men from <laughs> this is going to be horrible, but we do find ourselves laughing. I know. Well, it's uh, John Ritter and uh, James Belusi from Cool. That was weird. That was a little too close. Oh, look at this one. <laughs> you guys can't act. Look at these clowns. Who brought these clowns on the set? This is a joke. Oh, right, this uh, trailer has a
It's jokes to car. Not duh like duh. Oh, that's funny. It's duh like French. So it's jokes de caro. Follow me now. With my Google Speed Go Listen, I got your phobic off of this like arachnids. Drastic, it ain't plastic, it's pro-blackness. Grown man tactic, no pediatrics. The kind of track that make the comeback miraculous. The catalyst, thought with the knack for splashing. I'm dashing, I'm mastered, the craft of mashing. The level-headed thoroughbred, the female's passion. Magnetic attraction, be keeping them asking. The crew's in a Cadillac with the pin grassing. Swerve half-naked, won't come near crashing. But if I go to heaven, would y'all know my name or would it be the same for you like I was Eric Clapton, huh? Clap for your freedom, dog, that's what's happening My spit take critical political action The hustle is a puzzle, each piece is a fraction And every word that's understood is a transaction I'm a SP soldier, microphone holder Rep Philly set from Bolivia to Boulder Paris, France to Tiff and Tioga How we gonna make it through the dark, I'll show you I can tell you one lesson I learned If you wanna read something in life You ain't gonna get it unless Sacrificing. Oh. 
People think that things is cool. People ride around in those cars and ride in them airplanes. Pocket full of money and everybody thinks that things is cool. Even old job president, accident. 